Hey guys, welcome to Radical Rocks, and thanks to Anchor, our sponsor for our podcast today. We have a very exciting episode for you. On the first part of the journey, I was looking at Radical Rocks. There were fossils, minerals, and rocks and things. There were sand, hills, and rings. First thing I found was a geocrystal, quartz with no clouds. Agate was hot and the ground was hard, but the gems were there to be found. See, I've been through the desert, found a rock with no name. Felt good to have in my hand. In the desert, you can find lots of rocks, cause radical rocks are everywhere. All right, guys, we have got a super exciting episode for you. Um, Willow is joining me today. Say hello. Hi. And we will have her tell us four great reasons why you should have gemstones in a little bit. Um, some of our topics today, we got the 50th anniversary of the Sunshine Mine disaster here in Idaho. We've got some fossil news, dogs things like that, uh, fossils in the Swiss Alps and more. We're going to talk about how to hunt for rare crystals. We got Mother's Day coming up. That's important. And let's not forget about the cold mountain thunder eggs and butterfly jasper and so much more, guys. I want to thank you for supporting Radical Rocks by going to our social media, by subscribing to the podcast at whatever um, application you're using. You can find us on I think just about every single application there is, just type in Radical Rocks. We're going to be the first ones that pop up um, on anything about rocks and minerals for sure. Same thing on MeWe, same thing on Parlor, same thing on Gitter, same thing on Truth Social. Um, I'm sure I'm missing one. We've even got stuff on YouTube. We've got stuff on um, Rumble. And um, Facebook, I just haven't been on Facebook too much lately. Um, so check us out on any one of those formats. I'm probably mostly on MeWe, and I'm kind of liking Truth Social a bit. So those are the ones you can check out. Let's get right into it. Um, let's see here. Exploration grows at Wyoming Rare Earth Project. Um, Wyoming here in the United States in Albany County has a uh, rare earth X uh, uh, discovery. They have a 2,944-acre area of mining claims. There's 181 mining claims there, and um, they are looking for some of these rare earths, which are very good for this so-called green uh, industry that we're going to be moving into, where they need to make batteries and... Um, solar products and things like that because we just don't have enough to accomplish what our politicians want to make happen um, in the world uh, available to be mined in uh, in enough time but there's a lot of companies that are scrambling to make this happen um, you can look up Biden and mining and this last week or so he has been scrambling like crazy to give uh, these deals, I'll call them sweetheart deals, that's my opinion, to 
these companies, a lot of them foreign companies, to come in and make a lot of money um, on the minerals that are here in the United States, um, mostly to benefit uh, big businesses and other uh, countries. But at least, uh, at least they'll have uh, their minerals for their agenda. Crystal Cave Mineral Exhibit opens for another season. You can go to nugget.ca and you'll find out here that um, Rocco Frangoni wrote about this on the 26th about South River here. These folks have this huge uh, collection. There's pictures here in the North Bay Nugget where they are going to show their mineral exhibition. Um, John Breckenridge features hundreds of types of rocks and minerals from around the world with 4,000 rocks on display in his cabinets and shelves. It's going to be uh, in Canada, of course, open to the public um, to look at. There's another 2,000 of these minerals that are stored. This is their fifth year of operation uh, starting in 2018 in the South River. And a lot of these things were stored in the rocks and garages. We talked about this uh, Crystal Cave, which uh, was below this other business. And now it's becoming their main business. We talked about it a while back. Pretty cool. You can read about this article. Uh, it's quite lengthy, giving details about the couple. Um, there's some beautiful pictures of some uh, dendritic uh, mineral with pictures. It looks like a sunset. Just spectacular picture of these uh, dendrites on this uh, mineral specimen. They don't really say what it is. Um, it could be a jasper. It almost looks like a little grittier than that. But uh, check that out if you are interested in that. Now, want to talk to Willow um, about four reasons why we should be interested in gemstones. Um, and I mean the semi-precious to common gemstones that uh, most of us rock hounds and mineral collectors like, as opposed to very expensive diamonds and um, those crystal type minerals. Why would we want these type of, of gemstones? So what's the first reason, Willow? Elegance. Elegance, yes. So what is elegance? That means beautiful and fancy. Fancy, yes. Mm -hmm. Like like a like a like a rich person? Um yeah. like a queen? Yeah. Could a queen wear a gemstone? Um Maybe like on a ring or a crown or something? You know, when you look at the crown jewels, they're not all of them are crystals. Some of them are um, other types of gemstones. So, yeah, for sure. What's the second reason we should look at gemstones? Ver, um, ver versatility? Yes, versatility. And what is versatility? That means goes with um, more than one thing. So if you had like a quartz crystal, well, that would match every outfit you have, right? Um. What if you had like a beautiful black, uh, uh, maybe some, uh, what's black? Uh, mm -hmm. Obsidian maybe, some obsidian with a gold sheen maybe or a silver sheen. Yes. Could you wear that with a lot of different outfits? Probably. Yeah, black goes with almost everything, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, what's the third reason we need to look at gemstones? Trendy. Trendy. What, what are some trendy gemstones that we might have seen lately? Like turquoise. Turquoise. A lot of stars love turquoise. Um, they wear that. Chrysocolla. 
Chrysocolla, yeah, the blue, the southwest look. Um, crystals have been pretty trendy, too. A lot of people like to wear a crystal around their neck. Yeah, I like opal. Opal, oh, yeah, opal's pretty. Opal can often be considered a precious gemstone. Yes. But um, some of the more common opals look pretty cool, like a moonstone or something like that. It's definitely oh, more of a, um, not really precious, but kind of semi-precious. What's the fourth reason that we need to look at gemstones, Willow? Rich. Rich? Like, what do you mean? Like, big and rich, or? Um, so, um, because wealth. Wealth? And, um. Cha-ching? A lot of money. Money? Bags of money? Yeah. So those gemstones are worth something, huh? Yeah. Some are very valuable, and some are, are very affordable, right? Yes. All right. Yes, well, thank you to Willow, my daughter. She's nine, for taking part of this. I appreciate it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Want to say goodbye? Bye. All right. All right. Okay, guys, next on the agenda, we've got an extremely rare 15-carat blue diamond. Sells at auction for $60 million at UPI.com. Simon Drucker tells us all about this beautiful little blue diamond that is something special. It was sold at Sotheby's New York City auction February 15th, and it's 15 carats. It came out of South Africa. It's the largest diamond of that color ever put on auction close to 60 million blowing past even the top end estimates for the gym it was sold to an anonymous buyer well congratulations mr anonymous or mrs anonymous um so it sounds like they really had a bidding war to the end and then boom they got it yes indeedy okay it is flawless virtually flawless vivid blue diamond the gemologist institute of america says it is the best they've ever graded. GIA says it's been giving top color grading fancy vivid blue to no more than 1% of the blue diamonds it evaluates. Wow. Blue diamonds are among the rarest of colored diamonds. A blue hue is normally cast by small amounts of boron within the crystal structure. It differs entirely from pink diamonds, which gets their color distraction from lattice structure. Diamonds can exhibit a number of colors, including orange, yellow, green, and brown. Most get their color from small amounts of chemicals that are inside. Wow. Sweet. All right. Next. We have the largest uh, fish fossil ever found um, in the Alps, the Swiss Alps. According to USA Today, Scott Gleason tells us about um, this fish this uh, long extinct, and they call it a fish lizard, but that's just really um, uh, kind of sensationalizing. This uh, fish was found high in the Swiss Alps. I believe it was over 9,000 feet. They said that this is the biggest one ever found in this area. Uh, This fish weighed between 10 and 20 tons. I think we might have commented on this last week. They're just flooding the um, sites with information about it. And more information is coming in. Um, Altitude of 9,186 feet in the Swiss Alps. They feel it was trapped in a lagoon and that that is what they are digging. And um, usually these are found in North America. They found one of its giant teeth is what they say. So that's basically that's all they found was a tooth. And they're basing all this on this tooth. So whatever. Take that with a grain of... uh, a giant 100-pound grain of salt, right? 
You can hunt for rare crystals and gems at this mine not far from Toronto. Um, at blog2to, blogto.com, you can find out about this. Olivia Little tells us uh, just a few days ago how to go mining here for at the sodalite. It's called the Princess Sodalite Mine, home of rare sparkling gemstones for you to be able to discover just three hours from the Toronto in Bancroft, known as Canada's mineral capital. Um, no better place to go no, uh, rock farming, they call it here, uh, than the mine that holds up to 100 different varieties of rocks, minerals, and fossils at any given time. Sodalite is a beautiful blue mineral due to its sodium content that is found in veins in igneous host rocks formed deep within the earth. Most host rocks can contain sodalite, can be rare, very large amounts exist in Bancroft in all places. There's lots of other stones among the sodalite. Findings of the sodalite mine and other local mine quarries in small amounts are found all over the world. They say you go, you pay $2 a pound for any treasures you want to take home with you. That sounds pretty cool. You can go there. You got to uh, bring your own safety glasses, closed footwork, footwear, small hand tools like a hammer and a chisel, um, a bucket, and things like that. It says... Um, Small hand tools like a hammer and chisel, as nothing but a bucket is provided there. So they'll give you a bucket, but you probably have to, you can't take that with you either. So I'd bring my own bucket too. Um, they go on to tout their minerals and stuff like that. They'll take groups and whatnot, whatever you want. Okay. Carnelian ornaments are booming in the market. According to manufacturer link.com.au uh, Craig tells us on May the 2nd that carnelian ornament market to see booming growth Tiffany's um, Bolivar Faller and many other huge gemstone uh, companies that, that do make products out of gemstones in United States, France, Hong Kong uh, another one in France, Italy, United States, another one in United States, another one in Italy, Germany, and another one in United States. Lots of them are all investing huge in this Carnelia. Seems to be a hot market right now. So you can check that out if you want. Scientists say that the landscape on Saturn's moon, Titan, um, are more Earth-like than they once thought. So at the techblog.com, you can find out about this uh, moon, the Titan, around Saturn. They say that it has, uh, there's video here too, there's a lot of sedimentary things there. They have seasonal liquid that transports uh, like cycles like we have here on the Earth. They do not think it's igneous in formation, so they want to fly by closer and see. They believe that uh, the same process that formed the Earth's layers over time are going to be there. The same processes that form dunes, plains, and terrains on Titan um, are thought to be there. They're thought to be made of solid organic compounds rather than the silica-derived rocks. Uh, they just need to do a close flyby on one of the Titans uh, on the NASA spacecraft. So that's what their goal is. They'll be spending more time on that. Um, they're always looking for another planet, just in case we blow this one up, I guess. 
Rare fossil of an ancient dog species discovered by San Diego paleontologists. Um, Sounds like they've been pulling out a lot of stuff there in San Diego, probably because they're always building there. They say this uh, creature roamed San Diego many millions of years ago, and uh, it's a smaller canine. There's a decent fossil. There's pictures of it here. You go to San Diego UnionTribune.com. Um, the article was credited to Pam Cragen on May the 2nd. And you can see the pictures that she's posted here of this canine. Um, they look pretty clear to me. Uh, they have a good fossil here. Looks like it's about the size of a, uh, a lap dog by the size of the head. But the legs do look much more gangly. It's quite complete fossil. And uh, they're very excited about it. It looks like it is buried in a sandy loom. And um, they're going to study that and find out about it. They feel that the feet that are on it, it might have even climbed trees. So who knows? Who knows? It's all guessing game. Um, Willow told us about the four advantages of gemstone jewelry. Um, there was an article at the koreanporthole.com on the four advantages of owning gemstones. That is what inspired us, but we did not quote that article at all. But if you want to read it, it is there by Victoria Martin Belimus. And uh, they talk about, uh, they do have some of the same topics, elegance, versatility, trendy, and sustainability, claiming that uh, rocks are more sustainable than more rare gemstones. All right, our friends at The Searchers uh, in Anaheim, California, they always have a great newsletter, the Rock Slab News. You can sign up, um, join their club if you're in their area. They have field trips, club meetings, things like that. Um, lots of good stuff to check out. They're having a show, um, which was this uh, last weekend. I hope it was a success. It was their 61st gym and mineral show at the Brookhurst Community Center. We did tell you about that. They do have a Facebook page if you want to go check that out. Um, you'll just have to look it up, Searchers Group. They have um, some speakers and presenters. Jeffrey Dingrove, who is going to be talking at San Fernando Valley, um, and he'll be talking about tumbling in in retrospect of tumbling or in alignment with tumbling they have many good uh, sites here you can go check out they all start with https semicolon backslash backslash um, and then the rocktumbler.com rocktumbling.co slash beginners hyphen guide backslash and so on and so forth where you can get more information about rock tumbling it is an art it's not as easy as it looks like um, they are planning on May 14th and 15th. That's coming up in just another week or two. And you could go to the Lavic Siding and the Caddy Mountains. I've done two videos. I've done a video on each of these areas. If you go to YouTube and look up Radical Rocks, you can see these videos. They are wonderful collecting areas with a very wide variety of agates and jaspers and agate jaspers, plumes, um, tricolored jaspers, just really amazing place to go collect. Very plentiful. You want to go this time of year before it gets too hot. That part of the desert gets too hot. Um, they reported on their trip um, where they went to Siam Sighting. 
they went there for Trilobites and uh, Chapinite, and they did very well. There's many pictures here of them collecting these beautiful gemstones for the collection. Monterey Bay uh, weighs out, but on June 10th, 11th, and 12th, they're having a jade festival. So if you're not familiar with uh, Monterey Bay in uh, California, that's a great place to go um, because you can collect uh, jade by the beach there. It's been pretty picked over, but uh, maybe if you go on low tide, you might get lucky and find something. It's a nephrite jade, uh, very carvable. A lot of the artists up there around the Bay Area, Monterey Bay, uh, Carmel, up in those areas, do love uh, working with the jade. And divers go out there and get some beautiful specimens. And I believe that is about it on their, um, on their newsletter. So, next, we have Cold Mountain Thunder Eggs. Cold Mountain Thunder Eggs. Our friends at uh, Rock and Jim have uh, a website. You go to rock, the, le the number in, jim.com. And you'll just look that up, and they're going to talk about what to cut. Cold Mountain Thunder Eggs. There's a picture of one here that's carved into the shape of a heart. Beautiful swirls of uh, brocaded uh, jasper agate with browns and whites uh, bleeding into each other with veinlets. And um, also a... Uh, uh, looks like... Um, Oh, can't think of the word now, but uh, the white uh, quartz through the middle, like a vein of it there, kind of. Um, cal like a, not chalcedony. Yeah, like a chalcedony. All right. So Cold Mountain Thunder Eggs come from the Sierra Mountains. Uh, they're in Mexico, uh, in between two major cities there that I'm not going to try to pronounce. And when you hear the, a the word Thunder Eggs, you quickly associate them with baseball-sized geodes filled with agate. Now, in this material, it's a little bit different. The material looks like a bunch of golf balls and marbles that are clustered together in a big muddy clump. And once you open it up, you see the beauty that is there. Um, this is a wonderful gemstone. If you can get your hands on this Cold Mountain Thunder Egg, um, you will be a happy person. The other thing that you can look for um, that is close to that is the Butterfly Jasper. This material looks, uh, resembles, uh, the Cold Mountain resembles the Butterfly Jasper quite a bit, but uh, has its own beautiful characteristics. There's rhyolite uh, full of earthly colors, orbs have fractal patterns, rivers of agates running through them. And when you get the rough, you don't really know what's inside until you cut this stuff. You want to find pieces that have more orbs on the outside. Um, and then if there is a piece with an edge broke off, then you can kind of get a window to what's inside. Every piece is going to be different. There's no real direction to clamp the stones for a certain pattern. So probably just go for the one that looks the most safe um, to do it. And then testing for fractures pays off um, because this one, if it does have a fracture, it could break apart. So you wouldn't want that to happen after you worked on your gemstone. We've talked about how to stabilize stones. We have a video on that. I need to do another one on that, but uh, you can do that. Cabbing the material is pretty easy. It's not much different from any other rhyolite or jasper. The Mohs scale, it's about a 5.5, so 
They recommend starting out with an 80 grit. Um, I feel like if something is going to fracture, you should start off with, uh, you know, like 150 to 200 uh, grit diamond wheel and just go slower. But um, at least when you get around the edge of your shape, you could use the more aggressive one to kind of rough it out. But, uh, well, then from there, you just move down the wheels from the 280 to down to uh, 400 to 600 or what have you and finish it off with a nice 14,000. Um, if you have a 50,000 grit wheel, that is going to give you a mirror polish. Um, skip polishing compounds when fissures are present. If you have a fissure, don't use the compound because it's going to get in there. It's going to be so hard to clean that uh, you will not be able to clean it. Just use a super fine polishing wheel according to the article here. All right, um, it says um, material may be other Mexican stones that are rarely readily available through J.H. Calmore Company on Facebook. So you might be able to find some of this material. It's J.H. Calmore, K-A-L-M-O-R-E Company. And uh, they're also on Facebook, so you could check that out if you want to get some of that material. Now, something else that I saw that was really pretty is this Mexican Purple Passion Agate. Um, this is a spectacular gemstone. I have not seen anything like it. Um, Rock and Gem has a link to that. They show a picture of this spectacular purple um, veined gemstone carved in the shape of a harp it has this uh i know it doesn't sound it's kind of a brownish orangish plumes and then there is a thick jelly purple around that and then there is the chalcedony you know kind of the fortification bandings that are swirled in there um, very much of a design spectacular purple passion agate wide array of colors uh within this stone deep dark to purple flowering patterns that most largely resemble the the i guess it's agua nu nuve agate so it's a g u a n u e v a agate it usually comes in nodules but uh this stuff is spectacular um there are many agates to choose from like bubblegum agate and glacier ice agate when you're shopping for the Purple Passion, you want to look for a few variances. Um, some are going to include quartz in the matrix with fantastic purple agate swirls running through the center. Chunks encrusted with the host agate of flowering patterns um, like you see in that other agate that we talked about. Wet the material to see its colors when you're shopping. Purple Passion agate uh, fractures are another thing you need to watch out for. So be careful. Test for that. Um, they suggest cutting it with a 10-inch trim saw. Uh, they give some tips for successful cutting, um, just being careful. Um, and again, kind of the same instructions as we saw on the last one. Um, but they talk about a 280 grit, which, you know, 280, 250, I don't know what it really matters. But uh, it says, if you want a mirror polish, use serenium oxide on a leather buff. will certainly do the trick. But don't allow it to heat up because it could very well fracture. Keep this baby cool because it is a beauty. Well, guys, I think that is about it. Um, 
I'm going to call it a day. And until next time, remember, rock hounds don't die, they... Petrify.